Welcome to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. It's time to get fired up. Make sure you find the Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe. Please rate and review the program. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. Back for the repeat. Lynn Sanity has hit the garden. Lynn Sanity has hit studio. I actually don't know what studio this is uh, here at OMP. Uh, Lindsay Dunn, backed by popular demand. Um, Lindsay, how you doing? I am Flipping great right now. I yeah. will censor myself for this because it's pizza party time. We have three in a row, baby. We finally, the Raptors have finally, this is game 58, I want to say, of the season. And we have finally won three games in a row. Darko made this promise back when Dennis Schroeder was in the starting lineup. Pascal Siakam was in the starting lineup. OJ Ananobi was in the starting group. Those guys all gone. And we get the pizza. But we still <laughs> yeah. get the pizza party. So... Yeah, th- courtesy of our friends at North of Brooklyn. Shouts to Alex at North of Brooklyn, yeah, f- who's a friend of the program, friend of the show. Um, I think the last time the Raptors had won two straight, he had messaged me and was like, you know, if the Raptors get the pizza party, you know, Will gets free pizza for a week at North of Brooklyn. And I was like, that's fantastic. I live right between like two North of Brooklyn, so I can just go to either one. Um, but then the Raptors unfortunately lost the first game. Last night, they finally beat the Pacers for the three-game uh, win streak, and then yeah, lo and behold, North of Brooklyn hooks up the whole office today. So shouts Everyone's to happy. Uh, shouts to yeah. Alex. Yeah, shouts Thanks, to the slice of pizza you I, have like literally in front of you right now. Yeah, I'm really excited to eat this on TV. You'll be some mad ASMR, <laughs> and also for radio and for podcast listeners. Let's do this, but I'm going to wait because I don't feel like having pizza in my teeth right now. Okay, but like right. before we get to the fun of the game that was to watch last yeah, night that we watched, but. The whole pizza narrative is definitely, we kind of made that up as the media. Mm. I we're, I can't remember, were you there for the presser when Darko said that, hey, like this was months ago, yes. that he promised them, you know, if you guys won three games in a row, the team, mm-hmm. he would take them out for a dinner. That was the promise. It was the yeah. promise. And yeah. then where they're like, hey, what about us? Let's <laughs> be part of the team. I can't remember who said it, but they said like, what about a pizza party for the media? Wait, one of the reporters said that? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't remember who. Me. I'll tell you that much. But I nodded for like, yeah, I'll have pizza, free pizza. If you got a real club, they'll they'll come to you. Don't worry, you don't have to ask. Uh, Wow, no, it's just true. Um, Yeah. By the way, yeah. So to your point, the dinner party thing. It was originally a dinner party. It got spun into a pizza party. I think I really got to credit Raptors Twitter for this one. Raptors Twitter. Yes. um, So fun right now. I don't know which one exactly. I want to say the six man did this. So if it was you, shouts to you. I know you watched the show. Um, But in any case, it became a pizza party. To the point where even after last night's win, and of course it was a really good result against the Pacers team, probably one of the Raptors' best wins of the season, uh, Darko was actually asked extensively about pizza postgame. So let's run this clip. I don't know anything about pizza. Well, you your, your coaching staff was coming off talking about pizza, okay. pizza, pizza. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So the, the story goes that I uh, promised our guys early in the season that once we get three wins in a row, then I'm going to take them to a nice dinner. But since we have such a group of humble guys, they, they said, like, we don't need any, any fancy place. We can go for a pizza. But we're going to negotiate. We're going to go. But I, I'll treat them to dinner for sure. Okay. Are you a pepperoni guy? What's your favorite? Um, my pizza is uh, only uh, margarita, simple Italian pizza. So pineapple is a no-go? No. No, 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 no. no. I'm yeah. with you. No to pineapple on pizza. Uh, Derek, no. we're going to do that as a drop. Just Darko saying no, 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 no. no. Yeah, yeah. 
We're going to need that as a drop later on. Uh, Darko's Murata was great drops. No, honestly, I, I think you could tell. The vibe of the group was was really strong last night. Mm-hmm. There was an open gym clip uh, from post-game. Grady got the chain. Um, just the vibes were quite high. Just in general, as the Raptors defeat the Pacers, 130 to 122. Big storyline coming out of this game. The ball movement, once again, is phenomenal. They came off a game where they had 37 assists, this time 35 assists. Lindsay, how did you feel watching the Raptors perform last night? I was so happy. It was such a fun game to watch, I think, from beginning to end. From You mentioned like the ball movement. Gary Trent Jr. again had another great defensive performance. The only like couple questionable moments I had, like, RJ's free throws sometimes, but mm-hmm. man, he had some hard buckets that he got oh, yeah. yesterday. Um, and then Jakob, I'll just start off with the one negative I had when he went down. Yeah. I did like that office thing with Michael Scott where I'm like, no, God, no, 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 no. Like, you like, did the Darko thing? But oh, no. yeah, no. yeah, much more aggressive than that. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah, and I then like you. Grady cutting, shooting. I think they had like 33 points off of cuts last night, just what they were doing. And then the second unit again. I'm going with Bench Mob 2.0. Mm. Love the vibes from okay. those guys. How they were, you know, playing with each other. It was just fantastic. And also credit to Darko for the game that he coached yesterday. And then mm-hmm. obviously Scotty. Like we can't oh, yeah. talk about the game Absolutely. without talking about Scotty. And also five blocks along with his triple double. Mm-hmm. One of those blocks on Pascal Siakam. Oh. Like there's just so many storylines that we were following along with. And then Benedict Matherin having the most points mm-hmm. as a Canadian player. Mm-hmm. Against the Toronto Raptors, yeah, he, it was did, just he needed fun. to chill out. He, he needed. He was there, like he was just making everything. He was shooting the worst <laughs> shots possible, and they were all somehow swishing, like not even like rimming in or anything like that. Um, what were your thoughts? What did you like about the game? Like, I just thought it was fun. I mean, I think pretty much, you know, everything you said. Um, great, great points. I yeah, totally. <laughs> but I, I think for what you're saying about the bench mob, that thing is really interesting because a couple years ago, even. The start of this season, the talk was so much when the Raptors go to the bench, it sucks. And it gets worse and worse each time you take out a starter. People were asking at the start of the season, Scotty plus bench. That was not a good group. Why are you asking Scotty to carry all these other guys that weren't able to function in that in that capacity? And since the trade, and obviously a ton of changes to the roster, um, but the second unit looks really good and cohesive and it plays on its own. It's not just like we've had second units in the past where it's like, okay, you bring in this player and hopefully you just like hold it down for a little bit. And hopefully you just like buy some time. You know, they play a lot of Chris and uh, Precious running around getting offensive rebounds and kicking it back out so Fred can shoot again. Mm-hmm. Like that was a lot of bench groups yeah. or Pascal could shoot again, right? Those guys were kind of mostly getting out of the way. This new bench group comes in with Kelly, with Grady, with Ochai, with Bruce Brown alongside of Scotty. And I would ask you, like, is the ball movement better for the starters or for the second unit? I don't even know. I felt the second unit just for a moment. And like, you're right. Yeah. They have kind of their own identity. Even mm-hmm. I know they're within the system, but it was just so fun. You're right to watch what they're doing. It wasn't running through those plays where they're constantly yeah. doing that. And I think there's a lot of hope. I think they showed the potential. And yesterday we spoke about this in length of like, Hey, do you believe mm-hmm. in this system? Do you believe oh, in the yeah. play? No, I got a, I got a do you believe in? question coming for you later. Oh, Don't worry. Okay. Well, yeah. the answer is obviously I believe. Yes, I know. Obviously but. I believe, but I just think it validated me a little bit because yeah. Ochai had, I think, the best game he's had as a Raptor, Grady continuing to develop, mm-hmm. and it's just the potential that is there. And, like, Bruce Brown didn't even have a great night. No. There were still some impactful moments. Like, Gary, there were some moments, like, it mm-hmm. wasn't his strongest performance, but defensively they all seemed to uh, play along a little bit more together and believe in each other. Like, yeah. 
we like to make stuff up, but it just felt like they're a cohesive unit through and through. Yeah, and, and to your point about the second unit, the, the bench mob 2.0, um, against the Hawks when the Raptors scored 123, 18 for Grady off the bench, 14 for Ochai, 12 for Bruce Brown, 10 for Kelly. Four guys come off the bench, they all score double digits. And it's not like any of those guys are getting their own shots, yeah. right? So, um, you know, that just shows you the ball movement. And again, it gets repeated here, 18 for Dick, 13 for Ochai, uh, two for, for Bruce, unfortunately, um, but then seven for Kelly with, with five assists as well. So he was creating a, a decent amount of offense. Um, second unit, ball movement was really strong. Obviously, the starters, you know, Scotty, we just got to... I mean, I, I think for Scotty, like, I finally see, like, the group playing to his strengths, mm -hmm. right? There are centers around him that can kind of give you stability. Um, Kel you know, obviously, Kelly's more of a stretch five and more of a playmaker. Jakob can pass as well, but is also a bruiser and gets on for the offensive glass. So two different styles, but basically he doesn't have to play center. And even with the starting group, I feel like some of the responsibilities changed, mm -hmm. right? When OG got traded, Scotty was like, all right, whoever it is, the best player, Scotty's got to guard them. So he went on that run where he was guarding uh, John Morant, then Steph Curry, then LeBron, then Kawhi. And as you can tell based on that, he's not guarding based on position. He's just guarding based on who's the most difficult matchup. Now, the last couple of games, he's not guarding Tyrese Halliburton. He's not guarding Trey Young. He's actually guarding Pascal in this case, which is more like his own matchup. And that's where Gary has come in and really done a good job holding down that 3 and D role that uh, OG essentially had. Now, I don't think he's as good on defense as OG, but at least he's getting the chance to try it out. And I, I mean, we had Gary Sr. on the show yesterday, but what did you make of his son's defense? against the two point guards that we've seen in the last two games. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's stand out what you're saying. And it's just like um, Trey Young, he wouldn't have pretty much got to double digits if he didn't make that last minute three and he would have kept him under that. And then yesterday, yes. like, and I know Tyrese, like there was questions about how he was feeling yesterday or whatever he was yeah. doing. It was like, whatever. Mm. I thought he was fantastic defensively, but just back to Scotty for a moment, there were so many storylines surrounding him and like, is he only fourth quarter Scotty? There mm -hmm. was a question about his consistency and that's a huge thing even post All-Star game a little bit before that he's been consistent more throughout four quarters and yep. it's showing how deep his game is because from three, he hasn't been the hottest. Like, no. the, and I mean, he was over three last night. Yeah, but like I was matter. trying to put it politely. It doesn't matter, yeah. but it showed how deep, yeah. you know, his bag actually is for this. And right. I think, maybe some of the haters are coming around to it or there has been growth there and mm -hmm. he has been more consistent. But yeah, Gary Trent Jr., the problem for me is I don't think he can do no wrong. I think that he's like... <laughs> I was like Wait, I just is Gary one of your fan favorites? He is. He's another media darling? Yeah, I, I think okay. he's a great person, truthfully. And I he think, is, yeah. you know, he, he puts in the work yeah. and a lot of times he gets a lot of hate and yeah. sometimes the performance doesn't come show through so people just hate on him. Mm. Like You're not trying to be a Daniel Marshall 2.0. Ooh, no, I'm good. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm, I'm happy we didn't clip down that Danielle Marshall clip so it didn't go viral. <laughs> anyway, um, the New York boys, RJ, Emmanuel quickly. Yeah. I mean, they're our boys now, but like yeah. they, they also played excellent. RJ, 24 points. The big three at the end there as well to, to push the Raptors uh, up by double or two possessions. At the end there, you also saw RJ with a couple of tough and ones. I felt like him and Matherin were going at it. What did you see from those Absolutely. two Absolutely. Even yeah. uh, post-game, RJ kind of joked about it, how he's coming through the system, and he knew that he would be a great player. They absolutely – I think we've heard this from Canadian players or teammates that have went to different colleges mm. or the same college, and then they play against each other in different teams. They absolutely go at each other and try to show out and be like, hey, I get the win, or I got that over you. And I felt they were. It was it was fun. Uh, clearly, Benedict had a bit better game than – 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was hard to replicate what, I mean, he I hit, still can't get over it. I still can't get over the performance he had. Those were like the hardest 34 yeah. points we've seen anyone score yeah. against the Raptors. They're all like pull up, double team from half court with the clock running down. Like, yeah, I don't know. He's, what he, are, I, yeah. We kind of went over this yesterday just with IQ because I got asked a lot about this just randomly, even at Blue Jay Spring Training, is what do you think the potential that there could be with him in this group? They're, they're, they're talking, yeah, they're talking, they were talking IQ? Yes, they were. There, there were some New Yorkers there. Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it was uh, it was our boy, Ali Khan. <laughs> so I know where his heart lies. <laughs> Shout out to AK. Um, I love AK. Yeah, I mean, I think for, for quickly, it's been interesting the last couple of games because you're seeing his assists really come down, right? Last night, only two assists. But I think you're seeing his aggression come up. So he's looking to score. He is super aggressive in transition. We see it. I mean, he's, he's run up the floor for some pull-up threes the last two games as well. He's also got those plays where he's using his energy and he's bursting from behind to steal a ball like he did in the first half. I think it was against Turner. He was trying to post up and quickly literally ran across the uh, the, the court and went behind him, kind of like Jose Alvarado style almost, poked the ball free and then took it the length of the floor and, and created something in transition. That aggressiveness from him, I think the Raptors need him to score. Mm-hmm. And he looks most comfortable when he's given that green light to score. And, of course, the efficiency matters. You want to see him get to the paint more and more. You're starting to see that a little bit, but course you would love to see that rewarded of free throws as well um but nevertheless when he's looking to score and being aggressive you get to see the best of him when he's one-on-one against miles turner end of the shot clock and he's like you know what it's time for me to go and he actually beats the big to the basket and finishes at the rim that's exactly what you want to see from him and that i think honestly that's where scotty's skill set comes in because he can absorb a lot more of the playmaking for the starting lineup he's not actually scoring that much Right when he's with the starters, RJ scores more quickly. Scores more when he's with the starters, but he's able to set all these guys up in a way that I think really plays into his overall skill set. You know, I think that's a big reason why with quickly looking to score more, Scotty's assists have gone up to that triple double level. I'm ready for the believe question now. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to it. Let's get to it because clearly we are all very excited. Jakob. Yeah, like you have, yeah, Yaka, like, please, please stay with us. All please right, stay with, like honestly, because I, I think they're two and nine without him. I, I yeah. don't know. Like when yeah. you saw that, what was your reaction? My reaction was just like, man, that was a nothing play. Like yeah. there was nothing even in that play. You know, like it wasn't like, um, you know, some he landed on someone's ankle or anything like that. He just kind of like rolled it a little bit. So hopefully he's okay. Darko kind of said that he, he's probably going to be okay, but I don't know. I, the last one we saw, he rolled his ankle. Just catching a pass from him and Pascal went for the same ball off the baseline uh, inbound. And, uh, yeah, he was out for, like, three weeks. So, I don't know. Maybe Jonte Porter comes back up, you know. You love Jonte Porter. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love Jonte Porter. We have Jonte <laughs> Porter. We actually have an idea with Jonte coming up in the next segment. But, I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, I, I wanted to ask you, Lindsay. Lynn Sanity. Uh, where are you on the do you still believe meter right now after Ooh. seeing that game last night? The, I feel like. Last night, the fan base united in this euphoria over pizza, seen a million memes, everything like that. And I actually thought for the first time all year, everyone was just in agreement that we wanted to see this young group grow and succeed, and they mm-hmm. did that. So the the fan base was actually united after last night for the first time all season. Where are you on the do you still believe me? Or give me like out of 10. That's a tough question because yesterday I was talking about how I pretty much think they're going to go all the way to the finals. And okay, so, the, all so right, then after all right. yesterday, you I know, they have, the they have a got to recalibrate. So out of 10, 
like 4,963 out of 10 is where my believe meter is. I love this core. I think they're great. There's so much potential for them. You never know, like as bad as it sounds, an injury on another team where they got a hot streak where they could go and Mm -hmm. where they can build. So I I don't know where it's going to go. Do, Do I truly believe it could be a deep run? Not really, but in my like heart, absolutely, let's do this. So, can we have like a we believe Raptors type of season? Is is that what we're like? I the best case scenario, yeah. right? There's like 25, 24 more games the rest of the way. Um, what's the best case scenario for the Raptors? That's realistic. Let's let I mean, I don't know about going to the finals, but you know, I like playing, playing, I think like that's okay. realistic. Do you not think it's no, I mean, no. that's fine. You could be in the play-in, but do you like? Do you think they what? have a, a chance to win through the play-in and actually make the playoffs? Because, I, I mean, like, let's say, for example, you make it as the eighth seed or the seventh seed. You're facing, right now, Boston in, 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 in the one seed. I don't really want to see a Raptors series against Boston. No offense. I don't either. Um, Cleveland, maybe more so. I feel like we play Cleveland better, certainly than Boston. Boston, the Raptors just not even close to, but... Um, no. Yeah. That's the, so the best case scenario is like you get in the play and then you get up to seven and you play Cleveland or I don't know, New York or something. Yeah. I guess New York's also sliding a little bit. And then it's experience, especially the young guys getting minutes or being in a playoff series, mm-hmm. even if they're not getting those minutes. It, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens. And what I was most excited about yesterday is because I knew coming in today, you were going to be so happy about the squad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you believe. Where's your believe a meter? Because I think you're minus 453 yesterday. So out of 10, no, where's why, your belief? Hold on. I'm just bugging I, I, you. We, we both picked the Raptors to win last night. Even though the Raptors were six-point underdogs, we were like, no, let's just pick the Raptors. I think we picked the over as well. So, you know, I only have to mention when we're right, not when we're wrong. Like when I, when I said Brooklyn might be the Raptors and they lost by 30. Uh, let's just move past that. But where am I on the belief meter? Honestly, to me, I, I've been consistent on this. I, the results don't necessarily matter as much to me, but I want to see good process and I want to see the young guys find a way and find an identity to win. And I think on that front, my feeling is very high on that group. Like mm-hmm. whatever, the, the amount of losses they've already racked up this season that's going to set them back on the standings. So I'm not expecting to win a championship this year. It doesn't necessarily matter to me. Like, I don't really particularly even want to see a 1-8 matchup against Boston, like I just said. But what matters to me is these young guys find a way to play with each other. Mm-hmm. And for Grady to come on strong the way he is right now is giving me so much life. Ochai is really sliding in, and he's playing really well. Scotty, most importantly, the whole season is about Scotty. And they finally made the whole team about him in his identity, molded in his image, basically, you know? And, like, you see now the results where he's giving you triple-doubles. That's awesome. Scotty Barnes is all-static. I mean, honestly, like, when are we going to make all-NBA all campaigns? Because, you know, that's the next stop in this in this propaganda tour. But, like, seriously, um, you are seeing a path forward. You are seeing quickly an RJ immediately step in, and they can play. So it's really just about the excitement for next year, right? Because the more they show you this year, the more of a chance we next year where it's, like, Maybe they're in the play-in, but, like, hopefully they're actually, like, in the top half of the conference if you can get there. And it's going to take a couple of steps, but I don't know. Uh, The fact that, like, they had, what, 37 assists the other night, 35 tonight, it's like, that's just regular for them now? The ball movement is beautiful. It's amazing. It's so beautiful to watch. It's magic. And that's the thing, like, yeah, we can look at the wins and losses, but that's, like, the annoying thing that I find about me 
every single game, like there's such a, a positive one, at least positive about a player yeah. that's coming out of it that you're like, okay, we can see how that right. develops next time. You know Darko would really vibe, I feel you like. You know what? I would love to go to a rave with Darko after oh. some, seeing some of his post-game open gym <laughs> clips of him being like, let's go with the chain. Can you imagine him with glow sticks just uh. with like some techno music i feel like he would be a vibe darko got off of eight espresso martinis yeah wait i've never had one so can really? you imagine and like i don't drink oh, yeah, coffee, don't coffee. Can, yeah, you, yeah. can you imagine me hanging out with darko having like one coffee like regular coffee uh, no you that would, would be next level no i actually i'd yeah. be arrested I, I, i'd be i'd be worried for darko i'd be worried for everyone <laughs> like i'm already bouncing off the walls and i've only had water today yeah earlier today in the office and by the way when you first came in um I was like, you know, how's your day been so far? Whatever. Because, you know, this is the first thing I've done today was just come do the show. And it's probably going to be the last thing before I go to play basketball at night. Um, for you, what, what's been your schedule so far to this, so far, Lindsay Dunn? Um, I did a couple Zoom interviews. I did two in-person interviews. I was at Leafs practice. And then uh, we have a 24-7 channel, if you don't know, for City mm-hmm. News. And mm-hmm. I did a live hit with one of my favorite coworkers, Melissa Duggan, about the Leafs winning streak. And oh, then nice. I came here. And then after this, I'm going to go back to and go live from the Leafs game. Yes, yes. You're you're literally going to be, as soon as the show ends at 3.55, you are instantly going to be uh, ferried off <laughs> into a, a, a production van. But I'm here now, and we're excited to talk about Darko and Glow Sticks. Yeah. When's, like, your, when's your day end? This, so I'm realizing that this is the most relaxing part of your whole day. Oh, yeah. Actually. I'm so excited yeah. for this. Like, just to talk hoops. Good. We're having a conversation. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. I got to be me. Yeah. And uh, my day is probably going to end around 1 a.m., and then Goodness. start around 5.36. We'll okay. see. Wow. Nothing wrong with that. People got to work. I'm just I, talking I, I, sports. I think there's something wrong great. with that, quite frankly. Uh, the work-life balance, you know. Oh. Maybe you could use a vacation, I guess. I did. I was just in Dunedin, Florida That's for Blue work. Jay Spring That's Breaking. That's work. <laughs> that is not vacation. That is work. That is not it work in Toronto and at the office or at Scotiabank, but that is work. It was a break. You will, yeah. Well, you know what? Since we're on the subject of I don't know where do you going. still believe? It's time now for the spicy take of the day brought to you by New Chunky Spicy Soup. Are you ready to get fired up? Okay, so this is my spicy take for the week. The Raptors are actually the only team in the East with nothing to lose. And we already have gone through the rebuild. We've already done the heartbreak, broke up. You know, now we're in kind of a dating phase, really. You know what I mean? Like we we got rid of the, the previous things, wasn't working out. You're kind of in a dating phase. The pick is already out of our hands. You know what I mean? Like... Honestly, even if the Raptors tried their very, very best to tank, it's still like you can't even get yourself better than like a 50-50 chance at that pick. And the pick, so you know what? That's already decided. That's part of the past. You got to like, you know, whatever, right? We're the only team with no pressure. When you think about it, teams ahead of Toronto right now, the Atlanta Hawks, looks like they're going to split the guards. Trey Young's injured. Um, and quite frankly, all the talk is when are they going to rebuild? Because they're also owed some, they've already given up some picks in the future. It seems like it's not working out. I think the stat was that over the last 1,500 games, they're a perfect 750 for 750. They have 750 wins, 750 losses for the last 1,500 games for the Nano Hawks franchise. The Brooklyn Nets, they're just depressing in general. We saw them come in. (laughs) Okay. They're a depressing team. They got very, very little spacing. I'm not really sure what they want to do with that group. Uh, they also have some injuries in and out. They got to change their coach. I don't know. Uh, to be honest, nobody's checking for the Brooklyn Nets, okay? Uh, the Chicago Bulls, not only are they depressing, but they're also more banged up than the Raptors. They got multiple starters out with uh, injuries. 
there's also a lot of talk about are they going to rebuild? Are they going to move on from Zach Levine, who's obviously out for a long time? Are they going to re-sign DeMar DeRozan, recommit to this current group? They were like, we can't even trade Andre Drummond at the trade deadline. That's how much we just never want to make trades. <laughs> Alex Caruso is there as a hostage. So they're depressing. I'm loving this. Keep going. <laughs> Indiana and Miami have both made win-now trades for this season. Indiana obviously getting Pascal Siakam, Miami getting um, uh, Terry Rozier, who I hope is back from uh, injury because he looked like he really hurt himself bad. But in any case, they really need to win this year. And only one of those two are actually going to even avoid the play-in because there's a lot of other slots ahead of them as well. So there's a lot of pressure on those teams to win. Miami, they're not going to be satisfied un unless they get to the finals. You know, and honestly, even if they get there, they're probably going to want to win it because they just lost the last two. So there's a lot of pressure there. The team is old. And then Indiana, like, honestly, we saw Indiana last night. How do they? How are they going to look in a playoff series? They don't help each other defensively. They play this, like, really high up-tempo basketball, and I, and I like a lot of it. Indiana's been my, like, second league pass darling besides the Raptors. It's the first time in many years watching that team. It's actually been enjoyable and sure. to watch the Pacers. I, I, it's enjoyable to watch the Pacers. They're fun. But I, yeah, it's like I a little carnival mean. game that they, they play. They play, like, a <laughs> carnival basketball. But, like, when they get to the playoffs, things grind down. Is Halliburton healthy? I mean, how are you not concerned if you're a Pacers fan looking at Halliburton last night? With all due respect to Gary's defense, no yeah. all-star starter should be giving you two of 11, right? And and clearly, he's not physically right. It seems like he wants to force himself to play more and more games so he can make 65 games and hit super max qualification. And honestly, he's that level of player. But you're telling me the player's going to play injured for the next two months before the playoffs, before the first time he gets to the playoffs? So anyway, my point is, those teams ahead of the Raptors all got their own things going on. The Raptors... We actually just kind of like got rid of our own problems and just said, you know what? The previous thing wasn't working. Let's try something new. New coach, new roster, new identity. We lost the pick. So what? We're just rolling with it. That's my spicy take. The Raptors are, are the only team in the East with nothing to lose. I don't think that's that spicy, but I really okay. loved you talking about how depressing every team is. And, like, <laughs> and then I was like, okay. You, you don't want to hear yeah. the bull show with Will Lou, all right? It, it'll be terrible. Uh, and then we, we add into the fact that, you know, they also have a pizza party, so the vibes are fantastic around the that's Raptors. I mean. And, yeah, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens for the rest of the season and in the off season with them. But mm -hmm. I got distracted for a moment because you said how they're kind of in the dating phase. Yeah. And then I was like, what were you like as oh, somebody with dating face? <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> uh, was know, it depressing? It was totally had, depressing. You had nothing Are to lose in me? that series. <laughs> uh, I, I definitely had nothing to lose, but I, I don't know. I should have you your girlfriend and get her on? I've actually <laughs> never gone through a phase, really, where I've just, like, been single and, like, just looking to date kind of thing. I've, I've just, like, been in long-term relationships, generally speaking. I'm one of those, like, stability over everything people. Yeah. <laughs> What about, you? what about you, Lindsay? <laughs> no comment. I've uh, been with my husband. I'm going to go with for 10 years now. Oh, congrats. Uh, then before yeah. that, I was engaged to somebody else, so I was with them long term. Oh, so oh, that's, oh that's, that's... Do you want to spill the tea? Because it's not happening. That's my spicy take for the day. Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I like oh. you, but no. Wow, you've opened this can of... I was going to say a can of worms, but... You know, I don't can like of that. spicy chicken noodle you, soup? You've totally opened it, the, the can of soup. I'm so yeah, happy with that. I still just to kind of take in you going through all of their teams. Like, they're depressing. They are they're depressing. Up. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> Miami and Indiana, right, like, they're, like, they're, they're happy. But, like, if they if they have a bad playoffs, like, if either of those teams lose in the playoffs or one of them is going to maybe even not make it out to play in, but who knows, if they don't win after the first round, like, they're going to feel pretty depressed. If you're Indiana and you don't make it out the first round and now you got to, like, uh, yeah. commit long-term to Pascal and you have your picks outgoing, 
you might feel a little bit like hesitancy. Like you're still going to do it. You're still going to commit, but you're like, uh, and then Miami. Yeah. I I don't know what's going on with that team all season. There's been some wild things and storylines coming out of there, but like the moves that they made, is that going to get them any further? Probably not. And like the disappointment, because last year. Miami doesn't make sense. Like Caleb Martin will just like randomly become like Jalen Brown. Like, okay, cool. It never makes sense. But like them going to the finals last year did not make sense, but but it happened. They had a crazy run. So I was like, hey, Raptors can have a crazy run against Boston too, just for you, buddy. Oh, yeah. Derek's on fire today. <laughs> Derek's upstairs with a mouthful of both of Brooklyn pizza, just <laughs> just clicking any buttons, man. Wham, wham. <laughs> um, okay, we are, you want to take a break? No, a- but you know, we might as well. But I, I will say that is, yeah. I did mention to you about how going into today, I just knew you are going to be really happy. Oh, and yeah. I'm happy to see you happy and Thank not you. depressed about the Raptors today because clearly every other team you think is depressing. There's there's a lot of depressing <laughs> teams in the league. Huh? You get 55 games what in. What team and you're, are you excited for? We can what team am I excited for? If you want to take a break after it. I actually am Let curious. Me look I've at never talked to you about this. You know, I, I got a lot of hater energy in me. It's it's the way I was raised. Um, To be clear, it is the way I was raised. <laughs> all right? No, seriously, I was raised by a hater. It is what it is. You can totally tell. Do we want to go to therapy right now? Who am I excited for? If I'm Cleveland, I'm pretty excited. I just I just had a run where I won 16 of 17. And I got a young group, hopefully re-signed Donovan Mitchell this year. I'm pretty excited. New York, I'm definitely excited. My guys are injured right now. They're cheating their way into wins over the Pistons last night. I'm I'm, I'm always excited when you cheat the refs. Yeah, I'm I'm yelling bing bong. Like, you know what? They're they're sliding a little bit, but like generally speaking, New York's gonna go in the right direction. Philadelphia, you can't be excited because you know they Do you hate on the Western Conference too? Um, they're farther away, so no. <laughs> Minnesota, I'm very excited. If I'm a Minnesota fan, yeah, I'm excitement is like 10 out of 10. Yeah. This is like the best fr- season I've had in franchise history, basically, outside of like maybe one of those KG seasons, right? When he won MVP. OKC, I'm pretty damn excited as well, but also it's OKC. Like if you're not excited for the Thunder, there's nothing else for you to do. No. You better you better love country music, which we will talk about later in this Stick program. Around. You do not want to miss that. Yeah, Denver, I'm I'm pretty hyped. I mean, we're the defending champions. We got our whole roster basically, minus Bruce Brown. I I'm feeling confident. The Clippers, uh, I'm feeling good about it. Although they seem to be slowing down just a little bit, a couple inconsistent results of late. But generally speaking, I'm pretty excited. Phoenix, I get free TV, so pretty excited about that. Let's be honest. New Orleans, I'm excited too. So yeah, I feel like actually most mostly the teams out west are more exciting than the ones in the east. But yeah. Uh, Cleveland's cool. Yeah, you think Cleveland's cool? cool? I think Cleveland might be cool. Cleveland's cool. I just, wow, that was a roller coaster of a ride in the last five minutes with you. Well, I'm just just going back to you being raised by haters, and we can talk about that during the break. It's more like (laughs) one hater, the other one is more kind of hands off. And then so I do have a chill to, side. Let's go to break. Yeah, we're going to go to that break. See, I offered you the break and you said no. And this is what happened. So anyway, I've been your host, Will. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. When we come back, let's talk about Ochai Obaji. Big opinions and in-depth conversations covering the Leafs, Jays, Raptors, and the NFL. The J.D. Bunkins Podcast. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptors show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Lou. Lynn Sanity continues. Lindsay Dunn of City News remains with us today on the program. Lindsay, again, you have requested music that won't make it into the actual podcast, but if you're listening live, 
or if you're watching live, you would have heard that. Uh, what did what would we have heard, Lindsay? What was that? I don't know. <laughs> I well, didn't that, know I suggested Wait, that wasn't, that wasn't Chris Weber? Or that, why did, I didn't really hear. I was just kind of watching you dance and uh, thinking how you have unique dance moves, and I was trying to mimic it. Was that Chris Weber? I don't know, to be honest. Oh, no, you know, the, wow. It was Chris Cross. Wow. Got you wrong, yeah, Chris. I wow. just was sorry. I was so sorry. distracted, but can you show, like, people listening? They don't really, like, ah. the elbow bend, bop. I'm not I think question. I think you actually got it. That's yeah, actually, that's actually I, pretty I nailed close. It. Great song selection. Have you, by the way, have you seen the movie Hitch? Uh yes. Are you yeah. saying I'm like Kevin James's character? No, no, no. But when Will Smith teaches him just to do the the one two one two, like that's <laughs> that's largely what I try to stick to. I'm not I'm not very ambitious when it comes to moving. Okay, well then in that case, yeah. you nailed that dance. Thank you. You just did a couple moments ago. Thank you. Just, oh, you know, if I if I do drink enough soju, the the, the Q tip will come out. You know. <laughs> That's the movie Hitch. Yes. I love that movie. It's so good. It's so good. Um, nothing related to Hitch, but Lindsay, uh, you did do an interview with Ochai Obaji, um, that we are going to run on this clip. I love that you've come to the show the, the last two days with interviews that you've done. Yesterday you did one with Bruce Brown. That was an awesome interview. Uh, what can we expect out of this one with Ochai? I don't know if we can expect the same energy. I'll just kind of give the backstory oh, okay. to this. No, right. I did the interview at wait, wait eleven p.m. Like. A couple months ago or a month and change ago. Yeah. And this is... You know how many people want to interview Ochai at 11 p.m.? <laughs> uh, well, anyways, yeah. I had a really long day. And, like, full disclosure, I didn't know really anything about him or heard of him mm. because I wasn't paying a lot of attention to the yeah. Utah Jazz's okay. bench. Fair, fair. And, like, going into it, I researched, saw his game, and then, like, honestly, when he signed with the Raptors, I'm like, oh, there's a lot of potential with this mm -hmm. kid. Mm -hmm. uh, but I didn't know a lot about it. This was for a project in the USA that I was interviewing him about, right. and it was kind of a little bit about basketball, but more so to get to know their personalities oh, and for cool. the players that people don't know a lot about. So, honestly, I found out, like, he's a grill master. He's trying to learn about, oh. you know, know behind the scenes of the movie industry like the really? camera work and all that other thing stuff like that he loves egyptian art he has a bunch of egyptian like tattoos stuff like oh, that okay. that part is not in here because let me tell you it was 46 minutes long which you're uh, right some people would have loved talking to him that long yeah but here's the cole's notes it starts off i ask him about a play that happened in his rookie year because if you've had the chance to you know listen to any interviews with ochai or you mm -hmm. look at him in the court he's smiling he's got a really like Friendly personality. He really He's a nice guy. Yeah. Have not met him yet. So, hi, Ochai. Welcome to Toronto. I mean, you guys did a virtual interview for yeah. 46 minutes. That's yeah. So, like, if he doesn't remember somebody that interviewed him for 46 minutes, 46 minutes, get on out. But oh, wow. Okay. This, I'm just kidding. You're cut. This is what happened uh, when I asked him a little bit about, you know, that play that happened that was a first for his career. Okay. All right. Without further ado, this is a, a part of Lindsay's interview with Ochai Baji. I feel like you can't get fined talking about this anymore because it happened last season i'm not sure if you know where i'm going with this but it was your first game ejection i think your only game ejection what were the next 48 hours like for you and is this something that your friends and family send you a meme of you every once in a while yeah well okay so the thing with that is um usually i'm i'm not the type of player to show my rage or aggression or anything like that so a lot of people thought that i had just thrown the ball like wrong, I just threw the ball and he no, but actually throwing the ball at the ref because I was angry. So, but people have, you know, people are always like getting that uh, mixed up because, like I said, I'm just a nice person and um, you know my tempers. I usually never let let them get the best of me. So, just in that moment, I had had enough, and but it was funny. <laughs> 
Okay, I was not expecting that answer. Honestly, I thought you were just tossing the ball back to the ref, and I'm going to stick to that. I really didn't know that that's not what the case was. But your nice guy reputation, like this is in high school, your time with Kansas, your time in the NBA. I need to know, have you ever trash-talked to anybody or even tried to? No, that's, 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 not, a, <laughs> that's not my game. I mean, people can trash talk to me. I can just kind of brush it off, but I'm never the one that's saying anything back because I, I would hate to, my biggest thing is just trash talk and you don't back it up. Then that feel that just makes you look way worse. <laughs> so I, I always to, to just be silent and silent, killer, silent, silent assassin. And, um, just let my game do the talking. Silent assassin. I like that. But seriously, have you ever tried to trash talk somebody? Cause I feel like you would be like, Hey bud, that wasn't a great shot. No. <laughs> well, you can just start there. Yeah, saying. I could I could start there, but I mean there's sometimes there's some instances I'm like, oh yeah, that's not that's off. That's off. Or like when someone shoots it and it's like it's coming off, it's coming off. But that's that's about the most trash talk I do. That isn't even trash talk. That's you just calling the game. Okay, I'm gonna call you Mr. Nice Guy from now on. I talk more trash yeah. than you do, but you're now in your second year, like I mentioned. What has changed for you kind of away from the actual game that you're like, thank God I don't have to do this anymore. I'm not a rookie. Um, yeah, when it comes to the playing rides and having to, to get for, for the vets on the, on the team, that's something I don't miss. Or also just getting towels after, um, towels after practices and games. I don't miss that. But now I'm like looking towards the rookies to give me my towel because I'm like, all right, I did my time. You guys got to do yours. But it's all, it's a, it comes down to a respect thing. Um, I think that builds a, a lot of trust and, and um, camaraderie, you know, by having that task for the rookies. Yeah, okay. I, I can see how it would be great to not be a rookie anymore. But when you were drafted, I'm pretty sure we have on record saying how, you know, with your first NBA paycheck, you were going to buy some equipment to make beats. Maybe some people that are listening, they don't know. You're very musical. You like making beats on the road, and you have for a while. Did you actually spend your first NBA paycheck on that? No, I have not. <laughs> Wait, are you saying you haven't got paid yet or you're still just waiting to do I've, it? <laughs> I've gotten paid. I just haven't. I just haven't spent it on anything crazy. Okay, I guess. I guess so. Yeah, I spent it on. I got new speakers. Okay, speakers. I'll accept that. That's kind of along that line. Now you started making beats and rapping alongside them back in, I think, elementary school with your sister or middle school. Do you still have those tracks? And what are your skills like? No, I do not have those tracks. And my skills, I still like to freestyle with my friends from time to time, but I'm never laying, I'm not really laying anything on a track and like putting it out there. Like that's, that's just not me, but I love to freestyle when I'm in a closed setting. <laughs> in closed settings, hold on. Are you telling me there's no chance you're going to put out a record like uh, Dame or KD or even Victor Oladipo? No, no, <laughs> that's not me. Sorry. Man, breaking hearts around the world right now. One thing I've noticed about you, you know, either compared to other players in the NBA or just life in general, you are not somebody that is constantly on social media posting every 15 seconds about your life. But when you do go on, how wild are your DMs? Like, is it just a bunch of people talking to themselves all day, every day? Basically, yeah. I mean, I don't, like, I, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, I remember getting into college and, like, social media was like, big and I was into it and like posting and doing all this stuff but now like 
obviously going through four years of college and now being in the NBA. And yeah, it's a part of my brand, but obviously I believe that the core, everything on the court is more important than anything in social media going on in social media. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a, there's a bunch of DMS. Um, I don't ever, I don't really, I actually don't look at them. Like I don't read them, look at them. Cause they can be, they can be weird stuff. Some like thirsty stuff. There's some, there's negative stuff there's like people bashing on you people giving you props so it's like you get a whole mixture of of people that don't even know you just kind of coming at you um really bold boldly so it's like that's i just kind of see it that way all right a lot a lot of follow-up questions for that one all no, right. but number one beginning was where was ochai when he did this interview because he looked like he was like in this in the in the sewers with the teenage mutant ninja turtles in the background uh, that was going on what was he i actually don't know oh, okay i just did the interview and like yeah yeah i was like okay this is your there's spot just pipes? because there's just pipes like pipes hey, and brick wall behind I've them i've interviewed people while i've been in like the basement of the scotia bank arena and like a okay. security closet so and they don't ask me where i am i think it's just this unwritten rule when you're on zoom you just ignore what's ever behind you that's you know <laughs> that's, that's fair what I do, that's like, fair and you then, do have your go-to zoom setup i've, I've clocked your game is um the, the 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 wall of records yeah that wasn't that's even like a planned thing it's just that's where a table is in my shoebox apartment and all okay. of, and i listen to those records every day i like when do you have on. time to listen to those records you just told me you worked 25 hours today yeah but at the 26th hour you know when i actually like shower and don't want to like stay you put on a record and shower record that's and wild this, and then like you get right. ready to they set the vibes for the day they yeah. set my mood but that i that's it's just not intentional it just happens to be that that's there my table's there and i'm too lazy to set up another space mm. but it works but yeah, oh, so nice. I don't know where he is. We can say he was hanging out with the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. That is where Ochai Abaji was. <laughs> they were having their own pizza party. Um, you know what? <laughs> Another thing. Uh, so you mentioned you guys were talking about trash talk. Mm -hmm. And you oh, gave no. your example of trash talk. And I quote, hey, bud, that wasn't a great shot. So number one, was this just a Saskatchewan coming out of you? And number two, like, what does your actual trash talk sound like? Because I know you got something better than hey, bud. Hey, bud I don't is know wild. if it shows how red my face is for those watching. So, oh, man, That's the Canadian like, version of Hey Jude. Like, hey, bud. The honest answer is like a sad answer. And I'll skip over it real fast. Is uh -huh. any, <laughs> you're not going to like this, but no, anytime I interview like an athlete or anybody that is the opposite sex, mm -hmm. I will always get an email being like, oh, you're flirting with them or whatever. So uh, that's okay. why. All I right. call them bud or kids, so it just sets the tone that, right. no, I was just treating them like, hey, we are just buddies. I'm mm -hmm. just interviewing them like anybody else. Got you. But when I do trash talk, I was spicy. When I play basketball or any sport, like, I'm very competitive. Okay, hold on. Wait, hold on. Take me through your hoop career. Well. What? Give me your hoop. Give me, give me your, your, your track record. Knights of Columbus free throw champion. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That How hard. many in a row? Just one. But I made it, made it to the finals multiple years. And, like, this is just something that would happen where you'd shoot free throws and you compete against different kids in the okay. city. And then, like, right. city finals we got to. I, we had some national stuff. Or not national. Okay. Sorry, provincial stuff. And then, uh, fun fact, I have a bazillion concussions, which a lot of people know about. I oh, think I'm wow. at 14 now. I'm just actually That's recovering terrifying. from one. I know. What? Um, and, oh I, and my knees are terrible. So like right, that right. career ended quickly. Like so, we're, we're not inviting you to the next. No, you UFT could. Run. I would school you and trash talk you so bad that you will really? cry. Oh, like I was taking okay. it easy on Ochai because he has such a nice guy reputation. Hey, but bud, like, that wasn't hey, a great bud, shot. That wasn't a great shot, hey. <laughs> hey, yeah, hoser. Is... 
Incredible. <laughs> I saw your face. Like, uh, and it's like also oh, a thing because I'm working for a company in the States that, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, they don't know. Like, I'm always crazy time with my energy. I'm like, yeah, and yeah. sometimes I'll throw at stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, what? That's just what happened in that moment. And I feel like that's what he would say. And pretty much what he said was trash talk was just him calling the game. So I wasn't yeah. that off for the record. Right. So mad. They're like, you yeah. shouldn't drop on that pick and roll. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Excuse a pull up threat. Yeah. <laughs> Your form doesn't look great. <laughs> that would actually be better trash talk than what he said. You also asked him about what was in his DMs, which is wild. Um, I, I'm happy that you you did that because I, I think a lot of people are very curious. Well, in general, just with athletes, I'm curious because, like, I have a couple friends that, like, female hockey players or basketball mm-hmm. players or whatever, softball players. And even my own DMs, I'm, like, just little old me. They are crazy. They're either hateful or just wild things people mm. are sending and there is a couple nba players at once like just scrolled to show me they're like i don't check this and he doesn't post a lot like that's the right. thing is you know there are players that they do post like mm. every day he just doesn't so i was curious why and then like what is it when you go on there and then because i wasn't asking for i think the reaction a lot of people were was which is when he went to say like there's a lot of thirsty dms but mm. it was just like the hate of back and forth of people just yeah, yeah, yeah. doing whatever like Right. Wow, people are just living in there talking to themselves. Well, if only the feedback in those DMs were as nice as the feedback that you've received from, from your first oh. appearance. Because it is now first time for a sudden performance review. Oh, so no. we had you on the program yesterday. And, you know, I posted after the show. I was like, you know, the energy, the show was incredible. Thanks to Lindsay for joining us on the show. And you already told us yesterday, you don't check social media. So I'm checking it for you right now. Oh, no. Uh, the reviews are in. Incredible show today. She was always, she's always delivering great episodes with y'all. Amazing show, Lindsay. So much fun. You guys are great and funny together. Just heard the intro. Friends like Lindsay, we might need an Alex intervention. Just watch out for those black SUVs. Uh, well, another one here. Will, not going to lie, the three of you, Blake, Alex, was hilarious. Many last had, but I got to say, you could use your magical powers. We got to get Lindsay on the Raptor show more often. So it, it goes on with this for quite a bit. I'm not going to lie. I mean, there's also a lot of love for Gary Trent Sr., of course, you know, TV magic, the TV gold. Um, just get ready to have the cuss button ready on hold. I even saw we have a... He needs to listen to my trash talk and add butt in there instead of the F word. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, <laughs> if I see Danielle Marshall, that bud. <laughs> that bud? I'm going to give him a high five and tell him I didn't like what he said. But in all yeah. seriousness, this is just me trying to ignore yeah. what you're doing because yeah. if people are listening, my face is bright red. Like I mm-hmm. just broke out in a sweat. I, you I, need to put sunscreen on again. I do. I'm so uncomfortable with this. Like I... Yeah. Thank you. No, I, but you're, I went I'm in just for saying, a you're, second. You're, you're, the, oh. the streets are asking for more Lindsay Dunn. Is that's that's well, exactly. Can I tell you what else the streets are asking for? I went what on and checked for, for a second yesterday, and someone asked me, "Do you have an OnlyFans account?" And okay. I'm like, "Okay, uh, see, turning the app off." This, like, is, this is why you don't. This, this is why is you got to let me like, use Twitter for you. Okay, I can filter those ones out. <laughs> oh, that's someone who sent me photos of their own feet. Like I was on for five seconds yesterday. All right. Okay, but anyways. Wow. I, oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. No. 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 Turn that off. <laughs> I'm up, seriously i was going to yeah. say this to the end i'll i'll do it quickly i love i think you know your crew like mm-hmm. all the behind the scenes yeah. crew they're so lovely they're so fun and you having me on here there was a couple emails i got actually thank you to everybody that did reach out by email because i have mm-hmm. to read those <laughs> oh, yeah, is that okay. i don't ever like to make things about this uh-huh. um the fact that i'm a woman in sports mm-hmm. like every one of us no matter who we are what we look like what we do we have bad days at our job okay. um 
but I didn't realize kind of the significance of you having a female co-host for some people, oh. and especially on a hoop show because it's yeah. not that common. So that is a big thank you for giving me the space, especially for letting me be me because I am very much weird and I like to say I'm not normal and I'm not going to change. So. Oh, by the way, the next hour is going to get a lot weirder. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm so excited. We got for the an next interview. Hour. We talk about the game. Oh, it's going to get wild. To is me, it, the basketball portion's done. Hour two, I'm sorry. It's going to go off the rails. I don't a little know if people say this anymore. It's yeah. going to be lit. Thank yeah, you. Yes. They I still don't know do, yeah. because something is going to happen with Will that has not happened on national TV that I'm so excited for, and you are not. I know what but, this is, and it still feels like a threat. Oh, it is going to be amazing. So yeah. saddle up, my friends. Oh, We're going for a ride. Yeah. So this will be have for hour two, okay? We're going to call time. your one friend in the world. Amy Otterberg of the Miami Heat broadcast. I'd like to say my husband's my friend, too. Are you not my friend? Wow. Okay. We're like co-workers, you wow. know. Um, wow. You sound like my co-worker, <laughs> Adrian. I thought we were buddies. And he's like, yeah, we're co-workers. I'm like, ouch. Yeah. You know. It's, yeah, you know. Second hour of the show. I'm not here. Uh, Do we hang out after work? I mean, yeah, we invite you. We have. We, we, yeah, we invite you to Hongxing in, in our monthly meetings there now nowadays. Shouts to Hongxing as well. Um and we have Amy coming on. We're going to talk about Miami Heat, but also just, you know, get you guys the friendly banter and all that stuff. And then segment four, as promised from yesterday, you are going to help continue this, like, education, this culture education around sort of country music, country slang. Which uh, I'm not the expert in, but hats. it'll be fun. I, I feel like you could pass with the expert because you were also giving me some songs to listen to and stuff like that. So uh, my homework assignment was to actually come up with a few country terms for you to sort of oh, like so explain to me. So I have those prepared. That's what's coming up in hour two. That's right. But the producer's upstairs. Just get ready. It's going to get, get the energy's going to go to a different Yee-haw! level. All right. <laughs> We're taking that break. <laughs> My God. That's never, that's the only time that's ever been said on this show. Been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Soup. top stories in hockey and Elliot Friedman every day. The Jeff Merrick Show. Subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, William Liu. Once again, Lynn Sanity continues. Lindsay Dunn is joining us on the Raptor Show. And uh, yeah, you know, to our next Yes, I just wanted to make clear that we have a couple changes to the show. Obviously, Alex, my guy, has moved on, and we got rotating cast of friends. Today, it's Raptors reporter Lindsey Dunn on the show with us. So, um, Amy Otterberg joining us from Miami. Um, Amy, what's it like down there? And also, you know, uh, your one friend is here to see you. <laughs> she he has made this I request. One fan. One friend, rather. But she's also actually requested to do your intro, so yes. go ahead, please. Okay. We're joined now by former Raptors and Raptors 905 sideline reporter and analyst, CEBL sideline reporter and analyst, Miami Hurricanes legend in her junior year, appeared in 24 games the most of any UN player at that moment, Miami Heat radio and TV studio analyst, but most importantly, apparently my only friend I have in the <laughs> world, Amy Otterberg. Welcome to the show, oh. buddy. Gosh, hey, friends, you make me sound so cool. Also, wow. for those that 
on the podcast, they wouldn't have heard that Garth Brooks was playing when it intro the show. And Amy, huge Garth Brooks fan, saw him during yeah. Vegas Summer League. Mm, that's yeah. right. Yes. I booked a solo ticket, and I was like five rows from the stage. And I swear, he looked at me once and saw me singing to his songs. And it was like the coolest moment. Wow. <laughs> Do you know who Garth Brooks is? Oh. You know what? <laughs> This show is about basketball. Can cool. we can we talk basketball on the show ever? You know, okay, like you know what? Fine. You guys, want, you guys want to talk horns flex? Come on. What Clark a- Brooks was my escape from basketball. Like, oh, you know, okay. we went to Superly two weeks after the finals, and I was like, I'm going out for a night by myself. I love everybody I work with, mm. but I need a break. <laughs> I got you. Amy, I appreciate I appreciate um, changing the subject now. I appreciate that you're joining us. Essentially, you look like you're on in the office. Essentially, you know the show with the, the window right, right right by you on on the. Uh, so what's what are things what are things like in Miami right now? What's going on in Miami these days? We we um, how many hockey has just had a big game again? Like what, what's what's oh, going on with the Heat? I was gonna oh, sorry. Well, I was gonna say the sky is blue and the palm trees are beautiful. If you asked, right. um. <laughs> it's uh, pouring rain in Toronto today. Yeah. No, I was home for a week during all-star break. It was beautiful up there. Um, I miss the, the cold, crisp air. Back to what? basketball. What Cancel is going I, Now, you, when you breathe in that like, <laughs> clear, beautiful air, your lungs really do appreciate it. Um, a week was enough. I, uh, I like the warmth. Um, but no, basketball has been fun. I mean, I'm not going to lie, right? It's been a really... Uh, I'm not going to say the same type of season where you kind of just go really up and down. It's an NBA season and there's rigors in it. And when Miami lost seven straight, it was, for me, it was like really telling in terms of as a newer person in this organization, surrounded by people that have been here for so long, you kind of get to see when things are actually really meaningful and when they're not based on, you know, the excitement or the, maybe how low people feel based on things. Right. And so when they lost seven and when our team lost seven in a row, I mean, it felt so heavy that hadn't happened. And I think it was about 15 years. So it was a really strange place um, and really unchartered for a lot of the people around here. And so I'm going seven games in a row. I mean, some organizations go through this all the time. So I guess that's a positive problem, but it was really nice to see this team kind of come together. Uh, There is an infamous film session where they elected not to practice, but to have some tough conversations. Mm. And they really responded well out of that. I mean, still battling through injuries last night, we saw lineup number 30 out of the, what, 57 games tonight that we would have played. Yeah. Um, Yeah. 30th lineup, 30th starting lineup last night uh, of the season. And, you know, last night we went a tough road game against a really good Sacramento team with, out three of our starters, so or projected starters. So uh, just getting it done defensively, and and now everyone's kind of really kicking back into roles, which is a good thing at this time of the year. Yeah. I have a question for you. As someone that covered the Raptors when Lowry was here, you covered his era with the Miami Heat that is now over. What was it like? Because we hear so many storylines coming out of Miami from Miami media or Miami Heat Twitter. What was it like for the Kyle Lowry Miami Heat era covering that? It was different for me, I'd say, than most of the people because I have a, and I mean, I'm not apologizing for it. I had a completely different view of Kyle Lowry, Mm -hmm. and I always will. I grew up in Canada, and I watched Kyle uh, bring home a championship for the first time ever, and that never kind of leaves you. And I 
I guess you can say it's biased in some ways because that was a foundational piece to me in my country, you know? And so for me, you know, it was, it was really weird because I think that I like to believe that I maybe understood Kyle a little bit better than most other people and I, I out from the outside. Um, and I understand his impact in the locker room. And Kyle was such an important key and piece to this team last year as they go from the eighth seed to an NBA Finals. I don't think a lot of people sitting at home realize how important Kyle was. And so when the trade happened, um, I, I won one it about a month ago or so. It's, it's kind of like I really do feel it was win-win for both organizations. I think that Miami is fully embracing a guy like Terry Rozier. But I also know that Kyle Lowry is going to make an impact wherever he is and it's going to be on the court but more importantly I think when you talk about making a postseason run when you talk about winning an NBA championship the human spirit is so important and we mm. lose sight of that because we like to talk about basketball players as as machines as mm. as stats as heights as weights as how high they can jump but when you want to do something special the human spirit to me is still always the number one thing that's why i love sports so much and i think that that's the box that kyle lowry checks that's why he's going to be a hall of fame point guard and selfishly i'm i was really sad because i had an amazing film room session with him that oh. unfortunately we're not going to get to see wow <laughs> which is crazy i don't know if people know this amy i'm going to humble break no, for a moment ahead, she does these film room sessions with the players like all of them gets mm. one-on-one time, like including Jimmy Butler. Can you imagine sitting there having Amy? Can right. you? I actually haven't spoken to you about this. I think it might be on your socials. I don't know if it is yet, but can you talk about breaking down film with Jimmy Butler and what that experiences was like? Because he's wild. Jimmy is, he's awesome. Jimmy is, does not apologize to anyone he like is truthfully lives for himself and the people around him. And I love that about him. Um, and he's good to the people around him. Jimmy is an incredible basketball player. It is easy to look at Jimmy Butler, walk into gym and say, wow, like he's an incredible shape and you know, he's this big and he works this hard. But what I got out of those film sessions the most is Jimmy Butler's IQ is off the charts. Um, it's, it's easy to get lost in his compete as I sit here and talk about the human spirit, but it's easy to get lost in thinking, oh, Jimmy Butler just goes out there and he, you know, it's all up here and, and it is a lot for him, but he understands this game so well. And he's always almost one step ahead of the play. And so it was really cool to sit there and, and, and have the basketball conversation. But if you do watch it, we actually did get into the compete conversation a little bit too. I think he is, I think we saw some truly out of body experiences last year with him in that, in that playoff run. And it was really cool to kind of look at that and, and say like, Hey, what are you thinking in these moments? Because most, I don't believe most human beings can actually tap into that, but he can. And it's, it's really um, awesome to be able to get a closer seat to it than most people. I hope you guys uh, watch footage of what he did to Drew Holiday in round one. Cause I have never <laughs> seen uh, anyone do that to Drew Holiday. It, no, sorry, it was Milwaukee. I'm getting my M's mixed up. It's funny, it was the 56-point game. And for uh, me, that okay. was one of the yeah. moments. I'm going to tell you something. Like, for me, I'm, I'm watching it, and I'm, like, experiencing it. And, like, I've got, like, the chills. But I'm like, again, this is my first year, and the whole year was just a roller coaster for me. But I'm looking to the guy I sit beside who's in year 20, and I'm looking four rows down to our uh, Spanish play-by-play -play who's been here for all 36 seasons of the Miami Heat, and mm -hmm. they are, like, wow mm -hmm. and so that's when you know that this actually is like one of those 
maybe forever moments um, that so many people are going to carry with them. So yeah, I, yeah. I mean, new season, but this is a big perk for us and what we get to do, right? Is that we get to kind of experience these moments and we work hard for them, but yeah. it's really a blessing to see them when they happen. Just oh. like when Grady has 18 in back-to-back oh, games. Oh my gosh. Grady's, Grady's coming on. Watch out. Watch out, Miami. Watch out. No, the thing is, we all know this. Grady's going to have a game where, like, that rim is going to be the size of the ocean. And That's every you're gonna game know now. Every, you're going to know it in the first couple minutes, right? Yeah, and it's yeah. going to be incredible. And, you know, like, because you've seen him since he feels like he's a baby, right? Yeah. Almost he's still a baby, let's be honest. Day, that everyone's going to feel a little bit, like, proud, so much more proud of oh, him yeah. because they get to experience that. So it's really cool for you guys. He's taking his first steps yeah. right now. It's beautiful. I'm yeah. so proud right now to be talking to my pals, although you said you were not my friend before the break. <laughs> well, Amy, you know, my friend like on here right friends. now. Well, work, work friends. He said it like, you got friendships in any setting. You wow. Know? <laughs> but Amy, you talk about the personalities. You are the OG Ananobi whisperer. When you were with, you don't like talking about this. There's so many moments you got him to be candid. You got him to say more than a couple words. I'm pretty sure he offered to be your mentor after one of the season-ending availabilities. You don't remember? I don't remember this. Amy, what? walk Whoa, us through this happened? moment. I was sitting by you, and it was one of your legendary interactions with him. Like, one of the few people I've ever seen get OG to be OG. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I remember that because I was. it was the end of the season. It was the day after. And by the way... <laughs> Full, uh, full disclosure, I had gotten to my first car accident on the QEW the night before, like oh. driving home. It was so scary and crazy. Thankfully, yeah. no one got hurt, but the police were involved. So I got home to Niagara Falls, and I had to turn around and drive right back up to availability. Like, it was crazy. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, you know, I definitely want to. It was my first season with the Raptors, obviously. And I wanted to, like, you know, get some good answers. And um, I actually kind of have those, like, conversations that you don't really get to necessarily ask, especially in a playoff situation where it is tense and you do tend to focus um, on the basketball, and I think that's what everyone kind of wants. Uh, but, you know, OG at that point in his career is he's he's kind of a vet now within that locker room. He's more an experienced guy, and so, okay, don't Dunn's going to get a kick out of this. But I always think of, was it not Britney Spears, how she said, like, I don't want to be a mentor. I don't want to be an example for everyone. But the reality is, is like, you are, whether you want to be, you are something that a lot of people are looking up to, whether you want to be or not. And I was thinking of that. And I'm like, I'm thinking of a guy like OG, who probably has a different way of leading. Um, maybe we don't get to see that. And so I wanted to ask him, like, hey, do you consider yourself a leader or a mentor whether you want to be or not, um, the more production you like, you're going to be in this position. And yeah, it was kind of funny. I don't know if he understood the question. Um, he understood it more than the Texas question, which was great. And <laughs> then he, uh, yeah, like he just offered to be my mentor. It was really awkward. And then he did apologize after in front of everyone. So I know he knows what he was doing. <laughs> <laughs> See, she thinks these are like, oh, these are like not great moments. He offered her moment. can i be your yeah. mentor in front of everyone it was fantastic and then apologized yeah. and the texas moment i think it was great post game she just asked him i think the next mm. game was in texas like hey og what's good in texas or something like that yeah and it was hilarious it was great it got a personality out of him and you know and when he sees you he's happy to see you because you get those moments out of him yeah i'm so happy for him i got to see him in new york i was up there with the Knicks game uh what is it about but 
end of January and I got to see him give him a big hug and his lip was all busted up. It was after the game. And I was like, man, of I'm happy. It was. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like, by the way, like next heat is always, there's always going to be some the Pat Riley bowl. <laughs> crazy, yeah. but it's weird to see him on that side of things now, isn't it? It took me a second, but I, I am, you know, he looked happy. He looks great. And uh, when he gets back out there, they're going to be even more problems. All right. Well, speaking of violence, Oh, I can tell. Yeah. This is my question about the Heat. Why yes. is there one fight involving the Heat every season? You know how certain, you remember when you were here and Serge Ibaka would get in a fight every year? <laughs> the Heat are the Serge Ibaka's <laughs> of the NBA. All right, there's got to be one fight every year. In fact, I remember vividly there was one fight between Serge and James Johnson of the Heat back then. And then Christian and Coloco last him. season. Christian Coloco with Caleb Play Martin. Caleb Martin. Playoff hero, playoff, uh, Caleb Martin. Nice as it guy. turned out but uh, yeah why is there one the, heat fight the per year let me just say that one last year you guys don't understand i literally just drove into miami <laughs> it took me time for my visa to process mm -hmm. i literally just drove in i check into like my furnished apartment like just fresh out of can i turn the game on and i see like caleb <laughs> kind of wrap him. it up Christian, and i'm like this is awkward you know and <laughs> caleb's one of the kindest souls on the team but to your oh, point, really? Will, but he really is. Okay. Right, Caleb gets on the court. He's also like one of the most high-end competitors in this. I'd, I'd put him up with anybody in this mm -hmm. league in terms of when he gets out there. And that's to your point is that Spose talked about it before. I remember last year, um, Dwayne Dedman threw like a therapy gun on the court because he got into it with Spo <laughs> and he was, what? you guys remember that moment? Yeah. And I'm like, so crazy. But afterwards, Spo's like, we're just, we're a gnarly group. Mm -hmm. We we have gnarly guys, and it kind of sometimes. And listen, the New Orleans game was a it was a physical game. I I think it was like consistently physical on both ends. I'm not complaining about that. I actually appreciate that type of game as long as it's consistent. Um, and then it was a hard foul, and there was a lot of emotions, and it was competitive, and it kind of boiled up and. I mean, also, then you've got a guy like Nico, who is the sweetest, like, just turned 20 years what old, happened there? always smiling, and, you know, unfortunately, it's the second time that he's left the but, but it's funny, because he actually was like, but I didn't go on the court, because mm -hmm. last year, he went on the court, right, so he got a game, and this year, he's like, I didn't go on the court, and then, of course, Jimmy's, like, making fun of it on Instagram, bad boys from the location <laughs> of the Miami-Dade County Jail, so it's just like, Obviously, you don't want players suspended. You don't want players losing games. You certainly don't want fans getting involved, which mm -hmm. started to happen. That was a little bit yeah, intense. Yeah. Things were starting to get thrown on the court and stuff. But I think with our group is that it's kind of one of those risk-awards risk things. We're an extremely competitive group. They really do believe in themselves, and they also understand the value of team and like what those moments mean. And so, once again, Jimmy's you know posting him and Nico and TB watching the game last night and they're hyped up for their teammates. And then Jaime and his walk-off post game was like, this one's for our guys who aren't with us tonight. So you move on. And it's, I, to me, it's, it's, it's an over issue until March 22nd when New Orleans is down here, you mm. might get a little spiked, but I also think both teams at that point are still going to be, when you look at the standings, I me mean, tonight, Miami's in Portland. Yeah. 
there's going to be some stories written about what this game means. And our guys are probably going in there saying like, we just need to win a road game. We need to continue to win because the standings are so tight. Mm -hmm. No one's got time for the drama right now. Right. I mean, it happens in spur. There's heat of the moment things, but you snap back into it. And that's where guys like Bam really are so important because Bam's the leader. He's a leader by example. And literally since the ejection with Jimmy Butler and even through last night, he's been awesome. And that is like, Hey, we got, we got a job to do. We got games to win. And so you're kind of seeing that business-like approach really start to snap in, which is important this time of the year. When we talk about violence and character and all that, why do you hate me and keep sending me videos of monkeys knowing I don't like them, Amy? Wait, what? What is wrong with you? I have a beef with you. And today I'm, I'm airing it on TV nice. and on don't, the podcast and on radio. Why? Like I said, you shouldn't be with your one friend. You'll be very lonely in life. <laughs> You know what? I'm risking it. No more monkey videos. I hate them. They're scary. And she okay. sends me them all the time. How are monkeys scary? Okay. I was attacked by... Don was attacked. Here's the thing. Well, look, okay, can yeah, I just tell, tell me the backstory, please, please. Go ahead. Okay. The backstory is this. Last year, um, I had a crazy, you know, mid-season just adjustment, all this stuff mm. going on. And I was like, man, um, unfortunately, my pup is with... Well, it's good for him, not good for me. My pup is being spoiled by my mom during the season. He doesn't mm. come down to Florida with me. And I was like, I need something. So I was like, I think I'm gonna like try to rescue a mom, a monkey. What when Lindsay that? was down, Dunn was in Florida and we yeah. were hanging out and I was telling her because there's like animal rescues. I went down a rabbit hole because you don't have regular sleeping hours in an NBA season. It was like yeah. three o'clock in the morning and I'm literally like, how, do, how can I rescue a monkey? <laughs> so we're watching YouTube videos of this lady with a monkey and Lindsay is like shaking. She is so upset. And I'm like, I can't understand that. It literally like was a four to five minute video where I realized that it wasn't going to be a good fit for me, mm. but I was more concerned <laughs> about my friend who was absolutely traumatized. He actually got assaulted by a monkey on a video shoot. Oh, and yeah. it just sounded as Lindsay, you can't judge all like- Amy, all, no, like, that know. video she made me watch. Mute her zoom and let me finish this. She made me watch this 45 minute video, four to five minutes, not 45, where yeah. it's jumping off the ceiling, pulling the person's hair. It's a monkey. That's exactly what they're going to do. And I'm like, why? First of all, you should not have monkeys. Why as pets. would you like, want on, one, Amy? That's the only time I've ever questioned our friendship is you making me watch that. But then, bam, I look, she sent me a monkey video the other day. I'm like, why do you hate me? But yeah, that video was crazy. We're watching it. I'm like, why? No. Okay. Get like a hamster or something, Amy, not a monkey. Okay, Lindsay, this. <laughs> This is this is not the this is not the follow up question or clarification I needed. What happened? You you got attacked by a monkey? I'm not going to say which monkey. It was a very famous monkey in what Canada. Happened? And the I went Ikea to monkey got you. <laughs> no, no, no. So I went to an animal what? sanctuary. It was for monkeys, and it this very narrow like walkway with had cages on both sides. Uh -huh. and I was a videographer at the time, so yeah. I had a bag and I had the camera in my hand. Yeah. And I'm walking through, and it's like I don't know, maybe maybe three feet wide mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and all I hear is a bunch of monkey noises which okay, I am this, not going to do scary. right now and then they pull my hair to one side I hit the cage pull the bag on the other side and it drops and it's so loud I run out of there and I'm in tears but you bet your bottom dollar I still got the story done and did the interview after goodness but I'm terrified of monkeys now because okay. of this. and they're really smart but Amy, no, get a hamster. You know what? I, I'm saying, Amy, I got to side with Lindsay on this one. If you knew the, if you knew the history here from your best friend, then how she doesn't like monkeys. I mean. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a terror thing. What kind of pet are you looking at now? Not, none right now. I mean. Look at your hamster. Getting basketball. And I'm, I, listen, we're on a, 
I'm on a second night of a back-to-back with these West Coast games, and I'm flying to Denver in the morning to mm. to join the team for that game on. And so, it, you know, I, I have a hard time taking care of myself, so I, I will not be getting anything right now. Wow. <laughs> but that's what we do on a Friday night. I don't know what day it is when we watch that. Yeah. We watch monkey videos. <laughs> but that's, that's and real. And then she introduced me to, like, oh, it was like Real Housewives of no, I don't even remember what it was. It was some reality show. Yeah. But it was like, I can't remember. I feel like Nicki Minaj or someone was in it. No, Cardi B was in it. What, oh, what, yeah. what show is that, Amy? <laughs> what is it called? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it's just so confrontational, which is Hip-hop. not my style. Yeah. And I'm sitting there like, yeah. this is wild. Mm. See, this is You're welcome. This is why this is why I have a question for Amy. Um, okay, can you clarify for us? Does Lindsay have other friends? Because I I get best friend vibes yeah. from you two, like all the time. That every time, me, I don't every time Lindsay friends. has a chance to go to Florida, oh, there's there's Amy again. Oh, there's Jackson. Like you know, like that's two friends then. Uh, yeah, he does have other friends. Uh, uh, confirm for us. Does, does Lindsay have other friends? Lindsay has other friends. I will say this. And on a serious note, it is hard in our industry to genuinely find good friends. Like it really is. I know women talk about supporting each other, but um, it, we very much work in an industry that is who are you and what can you do for me? It really is, unfortunately. And um, so every once in a while, you just, again, like Linz and I, like we t- watch monkey videos and talk about music <laughs> and like love Cardi B. So yeah. it's not always just like about that. So it's just, um, I appreciate, I have a really, I do, I know I have a couple really close friends in this industry that isn't just because of the industry. Mm-hmm. So I know she has other friends too. She's got a great music. Um, like I'm not a musical person and, you know, she's got all this music friends that like, yeah. I'm, you know, okay, Can go I do your music. Tell something. So see, that's three friends. I'm not inviting you to my friendship circle anymore, Will, but wow, I just okay. want to say something about Amy because let's just. I did say she was a jerk for the monkey videos, but I want to share the nicest thing I think someone's ever done for me. And it was just showing how care, like she's just such a caring person. Sorry, Amy, we don't talk like this. We're not like mushy people. We honestly talk smack all day, every day and have like, see, she's watching. No, I'm going there because I haven't shared this. It was so nice. So when I was going to Indiana for the all-star game that morning, I was doing sidelines for the nine to five, which Amy was a huge part in like telling people like, hey, give this girl a shot. So thank you. And she, I was talking to her like, Hey, there's this huge opportunity that came up for me that was supposed to happen at the all-star game. Mm -hmm. Biggest cheerleader, Amy, she's like, this is so awesome. And then on my way there, my connecting flight got canceled. So I had to spend the night in the Dallas airport and I've never had a connecting flight overnight at an airport. I didn't know what to do or anything. Mm -hmm. I turned my phone off. I'm like, Hey, I'll get there eventually that I can then go to Indiana. Wait, were you just going to like stay in the airport? Yeah, I don't know. They're supposed to put you up at a hotel and everything. Yeah, see, I don't know the stuff. That wasn't the case. And I was like, you know what? If it's not for weather, they won't. Yeah. If it's for weather, they will not, they will not help you. That's a horrible policy, yeah. man. Yeah, and so I was like, I'll just go with it. I was still really happy. I'm like, eventually I'm going to get there. This is okay. going to be great. I'll have no sleep, but it's still going to be fun. Yeah, it sounds great to spend a, a night overnight in I've an airport never to go been to, to Indianapolis. Before. Come on. <laughs> For sure. It was great. I it's like, I mean, I was yeah. like, I was I wasn't let down about it. I was like, I was excited. And then I so I turned my phone off. I let everybody know I'm like, hey, I made mm. the connecting this different flight. I'll be here. I turned my flight on in Dallas and she's like, done, don't get mad at me. But I booked you a hotel room away from the oh. airport so that you can at least go shower, maybe get an hour of sleep and then go back. Because <laughs> she knows all about like terrible travel of course, stories. But like how nice is that? It just shows like a good person didn't yeah. ask, just does that. So 
<laughs> Thanks, wow. Amy. We can still be friends, even though you send me monkey videos. And I'm, yeah, like, that's... refusing to check my social media right now, just so you guys know. Because I know you little jerks are sending me Ikea monkey memes. Get in memes. those DMs. Get out of my DMs. <laughs> Put on a little mink coat or whatever that, that <laughs> monkey was wearing. It's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah, that. But... Yeah. He's a good kid. Yeah. All right, well, I have one more I have one more friendship question to ask the two of you. Oh, my God. Since I already asked one to Amy, this one to Lindsay. Um, has has Amy changed since going to South Beach, you know? Oh, has she ever? Are you kidding me? The ego on this woman? Wow, I can't even go in a room with her because she has such attitude. Uh, Just kidding. Well, okay. We go to Miami. That's called heat culture, by the way, right? right? You, can't, you, you oh wouldn't understand God. that. You wouldn't understand that. But if anybody that. tunes out, I'm totally well, kidding. Well, I knew you were getting it in. I knew you were getting it in. I thought of you every single day in May and June. Every morning I woke up and I thought, oh. How yeah. mad he was right now. <laughs> no, trust me. I was on this show being like, yo, I buy it in heat culture, man. Everything Amy said, everything Jack said, <laughs> they were right. Look at them, man. Caleb Martin is outplaying Jalen Brown in the, the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, what's going on? I'm closer to you than I am to her, and I warn you. I will fight you if you smack talk Amy. No, <laughs> no, no, no. no, I'm just no but has she but changed? Has she changed? Honestly, honestly no. And it was so lovely when I was down there to cover the Christmas Day game mm -hmm. um, for a project I was doing for BBC. Every, like, security guard, every usher, like, the players, they all go up and say hi to Amy. Everyone wow. knows her name. She makes time for everyone. She could be the biggest jerk in the world. We see a lot of people in this industry, whether they are an athlete or on air, have giant egos when it's like, mm -hmm. we're not doing anything crazy, but you're a lovely human. Like, she was giving everyone little maple candies on Christmas Day. She hasn't changed at all, thankfully. Wow. <laughs> if not, I'd have zero yeah. friends. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask, do we have time for one quick question? We've got uh, all the time in the world. Sorry, I, mean, I don't know, really I don't know Amy, if Amy really. has time. Amy, my oh, last no, question is, you know, I'm a huge fan of Pat Riley and the personality of Pat Riley. What's, it, yeah, what's it been like? Do you have Pat Riley stories you're allowed to share with us or maybe one or seven? <laughs> no, I mean... I, oh, I think it's, like, again, like how much trouble are we trying so, to get Amy into right now? No, I. <laughs> it's I, because I I I consider myself very lucky to have covered the Toronto Raptors and have the opportunity to be around Bobby and Masai and like that type of leadership. So yeah. I I, and then I come down here and you know, Jax and I were at the Christmas party and Pat came and had lunch with us, like the three of us, like. You know, and so yeah. I'm sitting there like, does somebody have a dang camera? You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's like, you just try to like, take a step back and be like, how did I get here? Um, but uh, he's just, you know, we talk about basketball. And mm -hmm. so um, I would pay a lot of money to, to have a conversation with Pat Riley about basketball and hoops and just like, you know, like the game and his, obviously his stories and his experiences. Um, so it's just really cool. So, I mean, when he's around, I mean, obviously it's just like, you're just, you kind of like, it is like a big family down here. It really is. But then also it's just like incredible that um, just to be able to, you know, sit there and listen to someone like that, talk about basketball. Mm -hmm. It's just super cool. So I know you love him, Don, and I love him too. And he's, and I think everyone does. He's awesome. And just, yeah, I mean, his leadership down here is, it really has. I mean, I think it's laid a foundation that I don't think we'll ever see really go away. Do you think I've changed since I've co-hosted the Raptors show for two days straight? Absolutely, yes. My no, this bigger. is crazy. deleting your number. Like, <laughs> as we <speak. laughs> oh, wow. 
Amy, I appreciate you for joining us. I mean, I don't know if you knew what you were getting into by agreeing to do this interview. I had no idea. You thought we were just going to talk Miami Heat basketball? I mean, yes, but well, I mean, realistically, we, we were going to, you know. Well, in general. But, <laughs> you know, but I do that's not what we do here. Enjoy your pizza part. I thought we were going to be talking about pizza. So oh, we already did, yeah. You guys did. And by the way, I brought pizza for the whole because... station, you know. All the producers what? having slices. It was great. Yeah, no, I think we, I think Miami actually bumped up to six last night. So thank you. Oh, um, you're welcome. It, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Get off the show, Amy. Uh, <laughs> All right. You know, you know what? It's one of those ties where like, I'm one of those people mm. that I'm like, I'm not going to monitor the standards, the standings every single night. I'm not going to do this to myself mm -hmm. yet. Every single night, I'm literally like monitoring the standings. <laughs> it's crazy. We're all going to go crazy over the next like month and a half. So I'm already there. Fun. I'm already there. Can't wait to play y'all in the play-in. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, Will, are you coming down, by the way, for the last two regular season games? I told you I'm thinking of Ooh. throwing a party. He's not on the guest list, Amy. I'm in control of that guest You're list. You're in control of the guest yeah. list? Oh, I got to be nicer to you than next yeah, segment. Yeah, you do, right, buddy. Next segment is about me winning back my my spot on this guest list. But yeah. that sounds amazing. It's going to be amazing. Seriously, yeah. if you were on that guest list, it would be a time what do you mean of if? your life. There's, there's time to change that to a yes. I could change a yes to a, 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 an if into a yes. So we are going to drop you now. All right, Amy, Thanks, appreciate Amy. you. Uh, safe Thanks. travels. Enjoy calling a winning franchise. You know, enjoy having lunch with Pat Riley. Oh. Enjoy having friendships with Amy or with uh, Lindsay. And uh, yeah, we'll call you sometime down the line. Bye. It's so great to hear from you guys. Yeah. yeah. Miss you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you? This is just, we were just clowning around this whole episode. I do. Get out of here. I do. Yeah. I'm still keeping track of everyone. Good. All yeah. right. Okay. We're going to take our last break of today. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network, brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spicy Suit. When we come back, I may or may not be putting on a cowboy hat or something. All right. Let's just cowboy take a break. Up. Big guests and bigger opinions on everything happening in Leafsland. Real Kipper and Born. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. Lynn Sanity continues. Lindsay Dunn entering the final lap of your co-hosting of the Raptor Show. Once again, rave reviews. I even mentioned that uh, we have a Raptor Show subreddit as well. Oh, gosh. And That's scary. one of the most upvoted posts is just more Lindsay in general. Yeah. Are just, you messing just, with me? No, I'm, I'm absolutely serious. You can go to the it. subreddit yourself, the loser no, subreddit. No. Shouts to everyone <laughs> no, in there. Yeah. Just thank you for everyone listening and the positive words and just... Mm -hmm. Being nice because we got your friend on the program. My friend on the program, Amy, right now, who just texted me to explain why she sent me the latest monkey video. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not actually mad, but am I? Um, if people on Amy, the pod, please don't get a monkey. Like for for your for your own sake, monkey. don't get one. Listen okay? to him if you won't listen please. to me. Like, yeah. Get her a stuffed animal. But yeah. for those that I think on the podcast you don't play the music that's played during the show. No. Chattahoochee by Alan Jackson. Just play. What did you just call me? <laughs> <laughs> what? Way down yonder in the Chattahoochee. Yeah, yeah, so come on, that's a classic. This is a continuation of what we talked about yesterday because you you had uh, interviewed Bruce Brown. And we played the interview yesterday, and Bruce Brown is a noted country fan. Yeah. And um, you know that got you at one point challenged me like say something country, and I, I really struggled with it. So we we thought we would take the time in this one to like just really learn and explore. 
um, just the culture, you know, in a way. And and I've done my homework. I've actually come up with three songs, and I'm gonna give you some of those lyrics, and I'm gonna help you know get your help in explaining. I love that people are gonna like. Why are you guys talking about country music on a Raptor show? It's because Bruce Brown. Blame Bruce yeah. Brown, but also it's because. Uh. We're trying to understand I Bruce brought, Brown. Better. We are trying to understand Bruce Brown, but I brought you something to wear today. Okay, yeah. So this is one of the lessons I've learned from working with you the last few days. Bring a lot of props and bribe people as well because, <laughs> you know, that's just always going to make a better show. So what do you have for us right now for, for the you. audio This is a medium. cowboy hat that I don't know will go over your man bun, so you might have to take <laughs> that down. First off, it is not a man bun. <laughs> Debatable. And uh -huh. then I also brought a cowboy hat, and we'll see if this this isn't going to fit over this. We'll see. All yeah, right. I don't, don't need really headphones. Need the headphones. I look like one. Crocodile Dundee right now. <laughs> oh, crikey. All right. Crikey. Wow, this is really well made. So you explain to me. So first of all, why do you have this? Uh, my husband's in a country music band called the Holy Gamblers, and that uh -huh. is one of his prized possessions. And he specifically told me if Will eats pizza and then touches that hat, yeah, not cool. But that is... It's how much is this hat? It's Let's a be couple real. hundred dollars. Couple hundred? Couple right, hundred. A little hundred. I didn't think it fit on your yeah, mind. Yeah, it which doesn't, but you know, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll just sit on top. Like the, you're the, going like... to have to go find a photo oh, and my see this. Goodness. Oh, what are we doing on this program? We talk raptors on this program. I do look just like Crocodile Dundee. All right. Okay, so uh, cowboy up. Somebody said that's a country phrase. I don't <laughs> What's happening right Yeah. Now? Okay, so because <clears throat> we're, again, we're trying to understand Bruce Brown a little bit better. Bruce Brown mentioned a couple of country artists, and, and I looked up just, like, I don't know, like a top Spotify playlist of, like, just country songs. Yeah, he likes okay. a lot of top 40 country. So Luke Bryan. Luke Bryan's pretty popular, mm -hmm. right? I've, even I've heard of Luke Bryan. Country Girl, I've actually heard this song in, like, a function that I was at, you know, quite frequently. And again, like I mentioned, I had a lot of roommates in university, and I definitely heard this at many parties. So I want you to give me, just break down some of these lyrics, okay? <clears throat> Got a little boom in a big truck. Gonna open up the doors and turn it up. Gonna stomp in my boons in the Georgia mud. Gonna watch you make me fall in love. So there's there's truck, there's mud, there's Georgias in here. Uh, this is from Luke Bryan's Country Girl. So yeah, explain to me the, the thought girl, behind them. Shake it for me, girl. Yeah. That's terrible singing. Uh, I can't explain any of the country music lyrics for a lot of it. I for the most part I listen to the High Women or Marin Morris, where the okay. lyrics are less like that and not not as much about mud mud boots pickup trucks and whiskey mm. um but that's a banger for a lot of people they love it i actually saw him at budweiser stage it was a sponsorship thing that i went and saw the show and people lost their minds when that song went on oh yeah no like, that you one you could feel it like the ground shake because people were jumping is you know you know the song wagon wheel is that also country is that yeah that's a cover by Darius Rucker, who yeah. I cannot remember. Hooting the Blowfish. Yeah, he did gotcha, a cover of gotcha. that, and it became really popular. We sang that a lot in my, in my house. We, how did we it all, go, we, though, for like those four... that don't know how it goes, Will? Oh, how did it go? Um, You know what? I'm going to hit you with the next lyric. <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get him to sing. Was it Rock can Me Something a... Like a Wagon Wheel or something? Yeah. Like, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. I tried. Uh, can you give us a yeehaw at least with that? Uh, yeehaw. Yes, that's right. Yeehaw. Yes. <laughs> my goodness, man. I look insane right now. All right, Get her done. Oh, my God. What is that? Okay, next one from Morgan Whalen and with Eric oh, Church. So you actually specifically requested this one. Um, you said Morgan Whalen is, is really popping right now. I don't so... know who Morgan Whalen is, but I know who Morgan Wallen is. Wallen? Wallen. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> All right, the, the lyrics. It's popular, but Bruce Brown was playing Morgan Wallen oh, okay, and said that you. he liked... Morgan Wallen. All right. All right. So the, the, the lyrics go, 
I sat down on a bar stool like a darn fool because she walked out again. Bartender said, I got you. Yeah, because I, too, have been in your boots, my friend. First off, bars. All right. Those are called bars. That's uh, Morgan Wallen with Eric Church on Man Made a Bar. So explain the, the thought process here. I feel, I'm, I'm sensing a sense of, like, a lot of romantic kind of lyrics, you know, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of, like, you know. Yeah, I think yeah. a lot of the theme for country music lately is, yeah, heartbreak, but gravel road, your pickup truck, mm -hmm. your dog. And some brewskis. And almost every song, like every fourth song, talks about Tennessee or Tennessee whiskey. Okay. Yeah. Because that leads well to the next one. This one from Kane Brown on I Can Feel It. The words you're whispering in my ear, girl, they're as smooth as Tennessee. So I, I, I just didn't understand why Tennessee. Well, what's smooth about Tennessee? Tennessee like, whiskey. So it's, I'm, I, oh, I believe that's okay. a reference to Tennessee whiskey. I am not the country music or I don't like know, if it's not it, but I love, at, I'm just saying right now, right now, the visuals right now of you wearing a cowboy <laughs> hat over your man bun. And I can't do this anymore. This is a incredible lyrics, hat, though. I love it, yeah. The reciting the lyrics is, this actually, I think, has now made my whole year compared to whatever happened yesterday. That was money. Uh, yeah, Crocodile Dundee is over. Okay. I got to say, like, I, go, going through that playlist, like, you know, I, I wouldn't mind if that came on in a couple parties. You know, like, it's, it, they're, they're usually, like, high energy, you know? Yeah, there's... A lot of, you know, 808 drums, all that other stuff on there compared to the old school country, a lot mm. heavier guitars. But it made me think of we do need to try to make a country song with the Raptors involving boots, dirt road, pickup truck, yeah. and their dog. Well, we got I, no dogs going down the dirt road. I don't know. Well, you know, Pat Beverly did say infamously say many times that Raptors don't got no dogs. I mean, you know. And, Not until but, we make a country but song, Gary apparently. But did say every small dog eventually comes becomes a big dog, so. Yes, he did say that, yeah. I'm a big dog right now. <laughs> I, I could tell. The last two episodes <laughs> have really turned you into a big dog. No, not at all. Um, but, you know, on the I, on the subject of just Raptors content ideas, uh, yes, since you and I are both in this space, yeah, we are, we are, I mean, I'm so sorry to your husband for what I did to this hat. I'm just sorry. Like, it's. I'm not it sorry says, because the viewers just heard you. Yeah, it's well, at seven and a quarter. It's probably like nine and nine and a half right now after being on my head. But um, I'll buy him a new one. I don't know. This is three fifty. This is a really nice hat. Um, but yeah, since we're both in the Raptors content space, and I kind of wanted to do like an on-air show meeting. Oh, right? okay. Because I yeah, kind of wanted to just explore ideas. Because you've shown a lot of creativity. You talked to Ochai. You talked to Bruce Brown. You you come up with a lot of you know again last you know. Went bowling with Scotty and Chris. Yeah, how was that? How was that? It was fun. Chris Boucher is a bowling i'm gonna say god i'm overselling it but like yeah just like joking he's like oh i'm gonna hit the pin on whatever side boom hits it and then he's like oh you know i'll hit the head pin hits it he had, does he bowl does yeah, he bowl so as weirdly as he shoots the basketball i don't know if that's possible okay but yeah but yes yes he does and i don't know if he was joking saying he had a bowling lane in his house which is not uncommon for people that have okay. you know more money than i do yeah sure. but he had a turkey, which I don't know if you know bowling terms. That's three in a row. Yes, I do. And then that. I don't know. From what Wii the, Sports, actually. That's what yeah, I know that Okay, what's four in a row? Because I don't know what that is, but he had four. Because I never got there in Wii Sports oh, or in man. life in general because I'm trash turkey? at bowling. <laughs> I, don't, I actually turkey. don't know. We have a super turkey. Yeah, he was dynamite. No one says that. But anyways, he was What about dynamite. Scotty? How was Scotty at bowling? Uh, Scotty was okay. Not as good as Chris. Sorry, Scotty. <laughs> the awkward laugh. Like, oh, he wasn't as good as him. That's but like, that, I think Chris has had... He's had a couple more reps around the sun in general, so it's more experience. But yeah, Chris, I would not. I would want him to be on my team if we were bowling. I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so let's have this meeting ideas. What What yeah, would be so, some of yours? 
some content ideas. Okay, I'm just yeah. gonna throw some ideas yeah. at you, and then you are gonna advise, say if this is a good idea, bad idea, how to change it. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna hit you with a couple ideas, and then you're gonna hit me with a couple okay. ideas. Again, we need to burn ten minutes before the show is done. The first idea. Terrible. Go, going to the tailor with Garrett Temple. Oh yeah, his fits are insane. So we would we would be at like, um, you know, is that a tailor? Do I own a suit? I mean, I never wear suits, but yes, I do have like three suits. Uh, we would talk about style. We talk about life. Maybe share stories of him golfing with Kyle and Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. You know, probably put some Tennessee whiskey together. <laughs> you know, what I mean, one of Bruce those. Bruce Brown did say he's starting to get Garrett to like country. Yeah, yeah, music, yeah. So. I mean, he's from Louisiana. I mean, is there country there too? Or I, th- I think there's country everywhere. It's like the oh. internet. You can play music. Well, right, got you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I never heard country <laughs> through the streets of Toronto. I'm just gonna say. <laughs> I think been here a long time. That is a great idea. Okay, yeah. Not to like make your head even bigger so it doesn't fit the next cowboy hat that I wow. bring you, but oh. I'm just kidding. I need I, a nine I would, gallon. I need a ten <laughs> gallon hat, literally. I think that would be great for the stories he would share and like the stories with the tailor because I believe mm-hmm. he works with a tailor. Yes, in the yeah. I can't remember the. It's company. like his cousin or something. Something, something like that. But them talk about the stories and like. Him talk about this, you know, you, like you mentioned, golfing with Vince and just the stories he has that he hasn't really shared. Give him a little bit more time. And then mm. away from the court, the stuff that he's had, the, you know, the stories he has with other players, I think would be really interesting. He's a great storyteller. Oh, no, absolutely. I think Garrett. So you cool. get three stars on that. Three stars three stars. Three. Good, 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 good. Next one related to this. It's a thrift shopping with Gary Tran Jr. Oh, yes. Love that idea. I think so, yeah. I interviewed him last year and I showed him some of his fits and he yeah. broke them down. And I saw that idea about the off of you. And then I, I did know the you same did, thing. but you, yeah. you told me that's okay. It wasn't yeah. that original. It's just I was the one that got to him I, first. I mean, that's I probably all. stole that's your it. idea, but I, you <laughs> no. know, I appreciate it. <laughs> but we talked about it. I asked him like where he, you know, got some of the pieces from. And he mm-hmm. says he loves shopping in Kensington Market and mm-hmm. kind of incorporating yeah, yeah. vintage into, you know, what do we call it? More upscale clothing. I have no idea. I one fashion. time I asked him vintage or designer and his answer was vagina. But what about vintage designer? Vintage designer. I'm glad I stopped myself there because that sounded really bad. Yeah, vintage really designer. <laughs> How is that a clip? There's no way. I Yeah, I think that would be great because also there's so many times where he will come to, you know, post game or he does his tunnel fits where some of us wonder, like, what is that? What's happening? I remember right. he had this look in New York and his shoe kind of had like a cut by the uh, big toe and it was a dress shoe. So it kind of formed when he would walk. And a lot of people don't see it until you look at the actual shoe. And it's where he had, like, a, it was a white long shirt. And it was oh, black in the yes, front. yes, I remember the that The shoe one. actually yeah. has a split between the big toe and the rest of the toes. Okay. And it was wild. And I was like, I want to go, like, the reasoning mm-hmm. about why you pick that. And I think for vintage, what he would be looking for would be entertaining. Yeah, Because yeah, also, yeah. he likes a lot of vintage sports shirts, so... What would he be looking for? And then maybe he could buy you a couple pieces while you're there, Will. That is actually my hope, is I to be styled so. by Gary Trent Jr. Although I think I might look more ridiculous than even when I wore this uh, country hat. Um, not, not another possible. one. This one's a little rude. Um, what are you getting the, the Gary Trent Jr. idea out of the three stars? Is, is that getting three stars or is that? I'm giving it three stars as well. I think that okay. would be great content. People would love to see that. Somehow I don't think this one's going to be three stars. Uh, getting a haircut with John Tay Ford. <laughs> because I keep what? mentioning this, but... NBA players love getting the haircut. Yeah, you know, it's people even take their barbers on the road or they fly them out. You know, you know, just get a cut pretty regular. They're on TV. They're popular. They make a lot of money. It's a cultural thing. I get it. Jonte, for all the NBA players I've seen, gets his haircut the least. Man, like, so haircut with Jonte Porter. What do you think? This might be a one. This might be a zero. 
Slap me a zero. What? I can use a haircut too, is what? what I'm asking. What? You just <laughs> So basically you're saying you want John to get, to get a haircut because he needs to get a haircut and then you'll make yeah, a this, segment this, out of this it. That's a bit rude. That's a bit rude. I'm sorry, John. John is such a nice person. He is a nice but guy, yeah. Like, I don't know. His hair didn't bother me as much. Like there's no, some. No, it doesn't wild... bother me. There's nothing wrong with it. I think hair. it bothers him. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like I would give that out of three stars. Half a star. That's half. That's half. But still, it would be better than, you know, sometimes we always like X's and O's all day, every day, which we can talk about. We all know it, but it's something different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I, well, we could talk horns flex when we're sitting at the barbershop. Shouts to Hollow Ground. We could, I could tell you, you know, Jante, you know, if you, if you need, anyway, next, next idea. Let's see see if you can redeem yourself, my friend. Coworker. A Mississauga tour with RJ Barrett. Okay. So the idea is we drive around and we just have a day in Mississauga. So, Couple places we're gonna stop. We're gonna go to Leela's, Roti and Doubles. Okay, we're gonna get just incredible uh, doubles and just Roti and just in general. You know, you you have to partake. Then we're gonna go to Palladium, even though it's closed. Mississauga Palladium is I'm closed. I'm so sad about this. Uh, there is a rec room inside of Square One now, so it's like basically where it was before. It's not. It doesn't hit the same, but maybe yeah. We we, we go to like a Palladium type of thing. Um, yeah, it is really sad to me that Palladium is gone. By the way, there was a story that Tracy McGrady had said. Um, on one of his podcasts where he was like, yeah, when I was a teenager in Toronto, I had nothing to do. So I literally was at Palladium all the time, which honestly, if you were in Toronto, an 18 year old and you had a lot of time, you probably would be at Palladium trying to chop. All right. And then, <laughs> and then we are going to go see the Mississauga Chinatown nine dragon wall. Very people know this, but there is a very, very famous dragon wall that's in Beijing and it's really beautifully adorned and everything like that. Mississauga, having a really, really big Chinese presence, actually has a nine dragon wall in their Chinatown. And you could literally park like one meter away from it (laughs) in that super tight parking lot. Yeah, they have their own dragon wall. It's it's not maybe as like quite celebrated or as adorned as the one back home. But yeah, they got a nine dragon wall. And then finally, we are going to finish the day at the Streetsville location of Osmos because RJ Barrett is apparently an Osmos (laughs) stand. And I need him to explain to me what's so special about the Streetsville location. Because I have been taken there once um, by a Mississauga resident. And it it was, I have to say, substantially different than the other Osmos I've been to. So For that part of your, you know, tour with him, I would Mm -hmm. like to join because I've never been there as well. I've never been to an Osmos in general. Okay. So uh, I would give that out of three stars a five star. Yeah. I think that one's pretty good. RJ, um... Let's, RJ Raptors, hang, you know? hang out with Will. This needs to happen. This is what not only the people of Mississauga need, this is what the people of the world need. Yeah. Okay, I like cool. that. I like right. that. Okay, I have a couple ideas. All right, go ahead. You got two minutes. Okay, I want to go to Canada's Wonderland with Pat Delaney and Darko Ryakovich <laughs> and ride all of the roller coasters. Because I love this idea. I, I love it. Pat is a little, like, wild. I think he's so fun. If you watch his interactions with the players, yeah. he's so entertaining. And then, like, Darko's Darko. He could yell, like, of course, of course. this is the best day ever. You are the face of the Raptors franchise, Lindsay. That would be great. Okay, yeah. Secondly. Terrible Darko impersonation. But... That's because I don't want to do a real one because yeah, I don't want to yeah, get could, canceled. Yeah. Keep going. Let's um, move past that. Going... Um, I can't snap back shopping with Kelly O. Oh, okay. Like that's going not to Lids. Super, going to Lids that, with going to Kelly Lids. O. It's not super original, so I'm going to give that one-on-one. All but right. You can give mostly, one of these. I feel like Kelly could upgrade a little. Yeah. You know? Bruce Brown needs to get every single player on the Raptors a cowboy hat, and then they all just like walk that. in with the tunnel fit. And then finally, it's not Raptors related, but kind of. I would love to go on a pub crawl with referee Bill Kennedy. Oh, yeah. No, Bill... Feels great. I mean, everyone I just think knows. It'd be so entertaining. For sure. No, he's he he's certainly a character. Why is every referee so jacked? By the way, 
every time I see the referee on the review cam, they're always just like huge. I wonder if it's because they're afraid of the fans, so they go and pump the irons after to like keep them at bay. I don't know, man. Every <laughs> single rep is buff. It's 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 kind of incredible. But uh, Lindsay, appreciate you for joining us on the program. You know, we haven't it's done funny. the Raptor Show chain in so long, but please put Are this on serious? as uh, yes, you have been awarded the Raptor Show chain. It's highly coveted, and uh, yeah, I just appreciate you for joining us on the program. Unfortunately, you have to interview like literal celebrities tomorrow, so you can't be here. Oh, but yeah. the show will move on. We'll bring in more friends of the program. Tune in tomorrow to see who it is. But, uh, yeah, just appreciate you for joining us on this show. But uh, that does it for us today. I've been your host, Willow. You've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Brought to you by Campbell's new Chunky Spice Soup. It's time to get fired up. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts. And subscribe and please rate and review the program. Thanks again to our producer, Amit Man, our board producer, Derek Randale, Jennifer Rowan, Nick Davis, says Jared Manita helping behind the scenes. Big thanks to our guests, Amy Audibert, and I guess Ochai Baji. And, of course, big thanks to Lindsay Dunn for joining us. You had 10 seconds to say goodbye. Thank you to everybody. Thank you to your production crew. Thank you for this chain. I'm never giving it back. And yee-haw! All right. No more yee <laughs> on the program after this.